Hello. In this week's UN Catch-Up, a chilling warning from the UN rights chief who's likened the spiralling violence in Myanmar to Syria at the start of its decade-long war. And some welcome news about the rebuilding of Mosul's great Al-Nuri Mosque that suffered such terrible damage in the fight to clear ISIL extremists from the Iraqi city. Also, we'll be finding out about a UN-partnered plan to tackle the kissing bug, a neglected tropical disease which you definitely don't want to meet. It's something that our regular guest, Solange Bertegui-Cortez, remembers all too well from her childhood growing up in Bolivia. Stay tuned to hear her story. First, the news. The ongoing repression of largely peaceful protests in Myanmar could descend into full-blown conflict on a par with Syria, UN Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet has warned. In a fresh appeal to the country's military rulers to stop using live ammunition on demonstrators, the High Commissioner also urged states with influence to take immediate action to halt the slaughter. She warned on Tuesday that a small number of people had decided to arm themselves after security forces reportedly used indiscriminate weapons against them, including mortars. From the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights, Writes his spokesperson Ravina Shamdasani in Geneva. Over the weekend, credible reports indicate that the Tatmadaw forces opened fire with rocket-propelled grenades, fragmentation grenades and mortar fire in Bago, in the south of the country. Security forces also reportedly prevented medical personnel from helping the wounded. More than 700 are reported to have been killed in the crackdown by security forces since the military coup on the 1st of February. The UN Human Rights Office said that clashes between the military and ethnic armed groups have also intensified in Kachin, Shan and Kayin states, where the military have carried out airstrikes that have killed and displaced civilians. A lack of new treatments for common illnesses has left people exposed to the world's most dangerous bacteria, the UN Health Agency said on Thursday. The alert from the World Health Organization, WHO, comes in a report showing that none of the 43 antibiotics in development globally sufficiently addresses the growing threat posed by 13 priority drug-resistant bacteria. This persistent failure to develop and distribute effective new antibiotics threatens our ability to successfully treat bacterial infections, said Dr. Hanan Balki the agency's Assistant Director-General on Antimicrobial Resistance. Those most at risk are young children and those living in poverty. According to WHO, 3 in 10 newborns who develop blood infections die because the antibiotics that are used to treat sepsis are no longer effective. Bacterial pneumonia, another preventable illness which has developed resistance to currently available drugs, is also a major cause of childhood mortality among under-fives. To promote antibiotics development, WHO is working with several partners, including the drug for Neglected Diseases Initiative, the Global Antibiotic R&D Partnership and the AMR Action Fund, which was set up by pharmaceutical companies, philanthropists and the European Investment Bank. To Iraq now and good news from the city of Mosul, where the winning design to rebuild Al-Nuri Mosque has been chosen from more than 120 entries from across the world. It's a landmark moment in helping the war-torn city's reconciliation and social cohesion after years of control by ISIL extremists and the destruction of the iconic landmark when they were driven out in 2017, said UN agency UNESCO. The Egyptian team that won the competition scooped the award for their imaginative reconstruction of Al-Nuri's prayer hall and complex and for the way it blends into its surroundings through open public spaces. While the hall will look as it did before the mosque was destroyed, it will reopen with better natural lighting and more space for women and visitors. There will be enclosed gardens too, inspired by the historic houses and gardens that were located around the prayer hall prior to its remodelling in 1944, UNESCO said. It maintained that historical sites were key to revive the spirit of Mosul and of Iraq. The news there, and this is UN Catch-Up Dateline Geneva, with me, Daniel Johnson. 
Now, among the many international days that come and go, Wednesday's Well Chagas Disease Day had a particular resonance for many people from Latin America. It's an easily transmissible sickness that affects millions every year, particularly the poor and vulnerable living in rural communities. Increasingly, though, it's spreading to cities. A lot of people know it as the kissing bug, which may sound cute, but this is something that you definitely don't want to have an intimate encounter with. This bloodsucker parasite can do irreversible damage to the heart and gut if it's not treated quickly. The good news is that UN agency Unitaid has a plan to eradicate the disease, as I found out from Mauricio Cisne, Unitaid Director of External Relations. Let's remember that Chagas disease affects over 7 million people annually. And to imagine that only 1% of those people are actually treated. When we have diagnostics and we have treatments that are able to cure this disease. So, so why aren't people getting treated for it? Precisely. We, um, Chagas disease has been categorized by the WHO as a neglected disease, as many other are as well. But in the case of Chagas, it affects indiscriminately the poorest, those who live in rural and peri-urban areas, and those who have least access to medical services. And we have developed over the years diagnostics and cheap, available, efficient treatments. But there is a disconnect between the people who are infected by Chagas and the access to health services. And this is mainly due to two reasons. First is diagnosing Chagas disease is not necessarily easy in rural populations. And even the disease has two separate, very distinct phases. One is what we call the acute infection, which is like any infection that people have when they're infected, in this case, by the Trypanosoma cruzi, which is a parasite carried by the infamous kissing bug. Barbero is the name of the bug. And during this infectious phase, the acute phase, between two to eight weeks, people who have vomiting and high fever will be infected like you have a bad cold or any other sort of parasitic infection. And if people were treated right there and then, they wouldn't develop the next phase, which is a very silent and very long phase of Chagas disease that has tremendous impact in people's lives and in also health systems. As I understand it, the disease, it hides around your heart, it hides in your gut. But is the reason why people don't get help because the treatment takes so long? It's about two months, isn't it? This is precisely why Unitaid, under the leadership of Fiocruz in Brazil and countries like Paraguay, Bolivia and Colombia, are taking this on. Because we want to reduce that treatment from 60 to 15 days. And we believe that we actually have the drugs and the medications that would allow us to do that, especially on that crucial acute phase of the infection. We also need to get diagnostics out there and more efficacious diagnostics. Right now, we need to use two or three different types of tests to actually identify the acute or the chronic Chagas infection. So this project that we're supporting, and really through the governments of Brazil and governments in the region, is really the starting point of turning this around. And we want to do this using a very well-known system of detecting and treating people, which is through antenatal care. So Chagas is transmitted by the kissing bug, by the Barbero, but it's also transmitted by blood transfusion. And it is also transmitted what we call the congenital transmission or vertical transmission from the mother to the child. And if we 
are able to identify the 700,000 women and were able to test them for the presence of Chagas disease when they are pregnant, were able to stop the transmission from the mother to the child. That's what the project is using as a starting point to scale up for more efficacious diagnostics and treatments for Chagas disease. And why has this initiative happened now? Is it because the disease has become more of an urban phenomenon rather than the rural one that it was before? It has become more urban, especially as one of the new ways of transmitting the disease has been that the bug itself is being found in some fruits. And these fruits are processed and processed and transformed into food. And uh, this is very common in the northern part of Brazil, the acai fruit. And this fruit, acai, then processed in large machines, will crush the infected bug along with the fruit. And then that infected fruit would actually get into the food chain and people will get infected with Chagas disease without being at all in a related Chagas infected or infested area. So we have this new transmission mode, which accounts for very small numbers, but yet that brought the attention, which led to then eventually the world coming together with the leadership of Brazil and the other Latin American countries to establish a World Chagas Day and bring focus to this disease, which should be neglected no more. Thank you very much, Mauricio. Just tell me then, what's Unitaid's message this year for World Chagas Day? The key message here, Daniel, is that we have to pay attention to a disease that is underdiagnosed and undertreated, that is costing people's lives, and that's costing enormously to health systems across the region. And we also need to acknowledge that this disease has gone global. It's no longer confined to the Latin American region, and we can no longer neglect it. We now need to act, and we actually have the technology in hand, both from the diagnostics and from the treatment, to make sure that this is done so. Many thanks to Mauricio Cisne there from Unitaid for explaining why we should pay more attention to neglected tropical diseases like Chagas. Now, with me in our virtual studio is regular guest Solange Bertege-Cortez. Hi Solange, I know that you have a story from this from back home in Bolivia, but first, the writer in you can't help but think of Kafka and his famous expressionist novel, The Metamorphosis. Remind me, how does it start again? Hi Daniel. Yes, I do. Thank you. Well, the opening line is amazing. As Gregor Samsa awoke one morning from uneasy dreams, he found himself transformed in his bed into a gigantic insect. Imagine if this insect was the triatomine bug that transmits the Chagas disease. Wouldn't this be even more Kafkaesque? Chagas disease is widespread in Latin America, where the insect has various names. Vinchuca in Bolivia, Chipo in Venezuela, Chirimacha in Peru, Chinchorro in Ecuador, Barbeiro in Brazil, Chinche Besucona in Mexico. This last is similar to the English name Kissing Bug. The thing is that no matter what we call them, they have one thing in common. They infect the poorest populations in rural areas. It is not a bad dream, it's reality. As Mauricio Cisne said in your interview, more than 7 million people are infected annually by this disease. When I was 12, I moved from La Paz to Charagua, a small town in the southern part of Bolivia. I have an image in my memory, a woman with a yellow dress sitting at a wooden table. Behind her, 
a wall covered with kissing bags, binchukas, dozens of them, but she didn't seem to be worried. Chaga's disease was not the worst thing that could happen to her. At the age of 12, one of my school friends had a venereal disease. The Chagas disease was detected in 1909 by Carlos Ribeiro Justiniano Chagas, a Brazilian physician. And since then, the world has been silent. In 2021, it does not only affect the poor in rural regions of Latin America. We are all concerned by Chagas. But you know what strikes me the most? It is that according to the World Health Organization, there are 18 neglected tropical diseases out there. That's more than Kafkaesque. Brilliant, Solange. And I will never forget that opening line from Kafka again, even if I wanted to, now that I'm thinking of the blood-sucking bugs. Going back to your story too, Chagas disease wasn't the worst thing that can happen to people, sure, but it shouldn't have to be. We really can fix these neglected tropical diseases, among many other things. People shouldn't have to suffer. That brings us to the end of the show. It's been great talking to you listeners. We really appreciate you taking the time to catch up with this week's happenings at the UN. Don't forget, there's a stack of interviews and breaking news at unnews.org if you want more info from the United Nations. Thanks to our production assistant, Justine Bryce, for her help with the show. We'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye for now. Ciao.